This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. This month on the podcast, we spoke with Brooke Thornton, Mission Operations Manager at NASA Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia. On February 19th, the Stratospheric Aerosol and Gas Experiment, or SAGE, instrument launched aboard a cargo capsule to the International Space Station. Brooke Thornton is in charge of operating and monitoring the payload once it reaches the ISS. To start us off, uh, can you tell me what the SAGE-3 will tell us? Um, SAGE-3... Uh, instrument will tell us the main goal for stage three is to tell us if uh, the ozone is recovering after uh, the Montreal Protocol Act went to effect. You know, the initial stage three instruments um, provided the data to the world that we did, we were losing ozone in the stratosphere. And now that that um, act has come into place, Stage three, uh, both the previous meteor mission and this ISS mission, um, is hoping to show that the ozone is recovering. And how do these measurements get made? How are these measurements uh, possible? Uh, so what the Stage three instrument does is it actually looks at the sun and the moon as a light source, and it scans the sun and moon um, as it goes down through the atmosphere. So every single time we go through an orbit on the space station, which is about every 90 minutes, we get a sunrise and a sunset. So it looks at the sun and the moon and scans over it, and the um, profile that we get back, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, like the visible solar spectrum, we actually go from about 290 nanometers to about 1,550 nanometers. As it scans it, we see what the different wavelengths that we get back from that. And these different wavelengths tell us, you know, a certain one is for ozone, a certain one's for aerosols, and certain ones are for other gases. And so we get a really nice profile um, of these. And because we're on the space station, we get a large range of latitudes, um, you know, and able to map the different um, constituents of ozone and stratosphere and aerosols and gases over the planet. Right, and can you talk about why the space station is a particularly great place for these kinds of measurements? Sure. The um, Because of the orbit that it has, it has a, a nice inclination, um, which is kind of the tilt of the orbit. Um, because of the tilt of the orbit, we are able to, and we, it processes, I think, about every 16 orbits, we go back over the same location. So we get a really nice full coverage of the planet on a routine basis. And how does it work from a technology perspective? Can you give me an idea of what kinds of technology makes up the SAGE-3? Um, the instrument itself, actually, um, this, the technology um, is the same technology we used for the original SAGE instrument and I think even the SAM instrument, which is back in the 1970s. And the reason we're still using it is because it's an amazing... Um, you know, kind of algorithm that they came up with where each uh, profile or each event we do, we actually get a calibration on that because we look at the sun and the moon outside the atmosphere and doing that gives us a calibration for when we look inside the atmosphere. And so that's why this instrument is kind of the golden standard for ozone measurements. 
even though the technology is older, it's, you know, been proven over and over again. You know, we do have several other new um, aspects of this payload, um, the flight computer, the IEM. We have a disturbance monitoring package, um, which tells us kind of how bouncy the space station is. Um, and one of the newer parts or um, additional parts to this payload compared to other payloads is the contamination monitoring package, where we'll be able to determine actually how much um, kind of contamination is around the space station. Uh, we are very sensitive, sensitive um, sensitively um, optic uh, instrument. And so um, with that, we'll be able to determine, you know, if a, a vehicle is docking with us, you know, if it's super, you know, if it's um, plume is super dirty, we can actually close our instrument and um, close the door and not get that contaminants into our instrument itself. And this is also important for the space station because they don't have any of these monitors on the space station and more and more optically sensitive payloads are going up there. So this will be very important information for other payloads and space station itself. And so when does this launch and how do you bring it to the space station? Um, uh, currently it's going to be launching on February 17th and it's going to be on the uh, Falcon um, Dragon 9. It's going to be in the trunk, Dragon 9 trunk itself. Um, so we're very excited to be working with SpaceX on this. Um, and it'll uh, birth with the space station about two days later. And then once it's birthed, uh, we'll have the robotic arms pull us out of the trunk and move us down to the end of the truss where ELC-4 is, which will be our um, the platform that we um, install onto. And then measurements begin right away? Is that how it works? Uh, actually, once we are installed, it's going to take us about five days to get the entire payload fully up and operational. We have um, five, a total of five subsystems on the payload. So we're going to power each subsystem on one day at a time, make sure, you know, uh, all the temperatures and currents are within limits, let that sit for about 12 hours, and then we'll go power on the next subsystem. And the last subsystem to power on is the instrument itself. And at that time, then we'll be able to get uh, what they call first light, which is very exciting for the scientists and us, is turning it on and acquiring the sun or the moon for the first time. So... Why are these measurements so important? And then what can you do with this kind of data once you receive it? Um, these measurements are important because, as I mentioned, um, you know, the atmosphere is changing. Um, and so we need to be able to monitor these changes. And what I love about SAGE is that, you know, we've heard a lot about the changing atmosphere and the previous data that we've brought to the world, they did go and take a stance and, you know, recognize this and do something about it. And so SAGE to be able to monitor the ozone and see the recovery, I think will be a huge boost for future missions to continue to monitor the atmosphere. And, you know, if there are changes uh, human-made or else, you know, maybe, you know, we can do, figure out a way to stop these changes and improve the atmosphere. Can you talk a bit about your day-to-day -day role, uh, your day-to-day -day responsibilities and your role with SAGE-3? Sure. So um, I'm the mission operations manager, so 
I'll be in charge of operating the payload once it gets up there. That includes just monitoring the payload itself, making sure it's all working properly. Um, if there's any limit violations, if the current goes too high or the temperatures go too high, you know, we go to save the payload as soon as possible, um, understand what caused that issue and, you know, fix it. Um, I think the biggest part of my job, though, is to um, to make sure the pay, you know, to optimize the payload so that the scientists can get the best data that they can. So, you know, especially during the commissioning phase, which will take up to about three months, we're going to three months we're going to be characterizing the payload and tweaking it to make sure that we get the best science for um, the best data for the scientists. You know, on top of that, we've got to monitor, you know, getting the data down from the space station. Um, we have a lot of health and status data that tells us, you know, how healthy the payload is. And, of course, the science data itself. So we need to make sure that we're getting that all the way from the space station down through the ISS um, or the POIC at Marshall Space Flight Center. And then to us, make sure that data is correct. And then uh, send it off to the scientists themselves and other key stakeholders.